Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to the FTN NBA Podcast with your hosts, Adam Pfeiffer and Joe Metz. Presented by the FTN Network, this two-man fast break runs you through the best cash and tournament options for every game on today's slate. Hey everybody, happy Monday. Welcome back to another edition of the FTN Fantasy NBA Podcast. My name is Adam Pfeiffer, and we have a beautiful day of basketball here on Martin Luther King Day. Uh, usually have a ton of games on MLK Day, and that's the case here on Monday. So we have a handful of different slates. We're going to focus on two different slates on the podcast tonight. Three-game slate in the early afternoon, and then the four-game main slate will be the focus. So we'll touch on seven games. And I say will because I'm joined once again, finally, back from his Time off as a new father, Joe Metz, joining us again on the pod. Joe, congratulations again, man. Welcome back. How are we doing? Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, everything I'd say is going well. Everything I could have asked for. Um, Bucks are 3-0 and since the baby's been born. Packers are 1-0. I have not lost an NBA slate um, in DFS since the baby's been born. So other than the lack of sleep, I think we're doing pretty well. That sounds like I need to... Get that. Have a kid. Yeah, I need to get on that and get a, and have a kid. <laughs> um, because, or maybe I'll just keep keep it how it's going because the Bills are on fire right now. Uh, also joined by Zach Graham, also known as Kawizenberg. Zach, um, we're not going to talk about the Steelers. We're, we're, it's over. It's, it's done with. <laughs> Let's focus on now, man. This is this is the present. What's going on? Yeah, man. Uh, good to be here with you guys. Um, you know, congratulations again to Joe. And Thanks, man, man, if 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 having a kid is gonna affect your your you know fandom fortune and your DFS fortune, then uh, I guess I need to get down to business, man. <laughs> just, know, I'm, I'm gonna end up being like Philip Rivers if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, but yeah, man, MLK Day. Um, you know, obviously one of the one of the better uh, NBA regular season days of the year. So I'm I'm pumped up for it. Yeah. So like I said. Um, the three-game afternoon slate on DraftKings, it starts at t- uh, 2.30, um, and then there's the two 3 o'clock games. Then we'll focus also on the four-game main slate, which features the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks. And not sure why I didn't get Steph on this podcast as well, but I'm sure Joe <laughs> and Steph will be going at it. That'll be a fun game, especially with Brooklyn now. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, they acquired um, Jim, Jim, Jim Harden, I think his name is. Uh, so he's now on the team. <laughs> But let's get to these games, man. Uh, Minnesota at Atlanta starts us off on the three-game early slate, two thirty tip-off. Carlton Towns, um, man, like this, this hurt to see this. Um, tested positive for COVID on Friday, so he's obviously not going to play. 
Um, Ricky Rubio also with the health protocols, he's listed out again. Minnesota's had this, 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 these COVID situations for a couple days now, so they haven't played since January 13th. So we haven't seen what the absence of Rubio alone would have done to this rotation, but now we have to go back to seeing Carlton Towns out. Uh, in the past, we saw uh, Minnesota start uh, Hernan Gomez and Ed Davis in their front court with Cat out. I think we could see that easily in this game, especially when you consider they're facing Atlanta, who have Collins and Clint Capella. So, uh, Joe, shake off the rust, man. Haven't done a pod in a week. What do you think of this game? I think this will be one of the, probably on this slate, actually, the most fantasy-friendly game because there's just zero defense to be played. Um, I'm curious, though, you know, you bring up that Minnesota's been starting Wancho at the four and Ed Davis at the five. Because of the size of Collins and Capella, I would also argue they could end up starting uh, Nas Reed over Juancho Hernan Gomez, which is what they did at the beginning of of Cat's absence. Um, And in in that situation, you know, Reed has posted over 1.2 fantasy points per minute. So I think he'd definitely be someone um, to target religiously if he does start. And then you can also play Hernan Gomez when Nas Reed gets three fouls in seven minutes. So that'll work too. That's true. I mean, the, the issue with me with this team, like whoever doesn't start, I mean, not just at this position, whoever doesn't start is incredibly hard to use just because like Nas Reed, when he's not starting, he, he'll go from 27 to 30 minutes to 10 to 12 minutes. There's really no in between here because they do run a rather tight rotation. But with Cat and Rubio out, I think we obviously will see a lot of D'Angelo Russell, a little more Malik Beasley, could see um, some more Jared Vanderbilt with Rubio out um, and we saw last year in situations when they were down some guards, Jarrett Culver operated as a ball handler too. So we might see a little more of him, although he's been really hard to trust because he's just been so inefficient from a production standpoint. So my my main priority here is D'Angelo Russell. And then if Nas restarts, that's probably my option number two. Yeah, we saw Culver play a lot of power forward too with Cat out. Um, could definitely yep. see that. I don't know if this is a spot for it. Um, but... Yeah, like D'Angelo Russell, 8,600 on DraftKings, facing one of the worst on-ball defenders in basketball in Trey Young. Atlanta plays fast. I think Russell's a lock for 40 in this game um, in terms of fantasy points with a ton of upside for more. Um, Zach, what do you think about Minnesota? Is it just obviously you go to Russell? But I think the other interesting wrinkle is we haven't seen this team without Rubio yet, and it's not like Rubio was starting. He was coming off the bench. But he was playing around 25 almost minutes per game. Maybe that helps a guy like Anthony Edwards, who I think he's going to be starting sooner than rather than later. His minutes tr- were trending downward the last couple games with, with Towns back. But before Towns returned and with Rubio active, he was playing you know 26 to 30 minutes most nights. And he's been a high-usage guy on the floor without Cat. So I think he's kind of interesting, too. Yeah, so I'm right there with you guys on on D'Lo. You know, D'Angelo Russell is going to take 20 plus shots in this game, um, and if it's going to stay close, I think I saw their their eight point dogs here um, early Sunday evening. Um, if this game is going to stay close, it's going to be on his back mainly. Obviously, he'll have some help, but um, his shot's going to have to be falling. So I'm fine getting to Russell, but you know, with Cat and and you mentioned Rubio out, also Juancho Hernan Gomez uh, out. I believe he actually tested positive for COVID. Oh, you're right. Yeah, a, a, it looks a like ten day isolation. isolation. Ooh, um, I missed that. that so I would, would you I then assume that Ed Davis and and Nas Reed start at the four or five, or would that be an opportunity for someone like Anthony Edwards to slide into the starting lineup on the 
I mean, I think they're not going to play think... Jared Culver at the four against John Collins. You wouldn't they think. Might. They might. But they, God, they might. Right. It is Minnesota. That's true. Like, uh, I wouldn't be shocked, especially because, like, with Capella there, Collins has been playing, you know, more in the perimeter because he's capable yeah, of shooting that's true. threes. That's true. I don't think it's a great spot, but it's, like, yeah, so I completely missed Hernan Gomez being out. Uh, that news broke around 6.30. I was too busy watching football. Um, that that really makes this interesting because, yeah, like, you have to think that Nas Reed plays 25 minutes. and He's 5K. Like, he's not, like, a screaming value. But at the same time, I don't know. That makes Va- that makes Vanderbilt interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think I, these guys are all I kind think, of inviolable. I think Vanderbilt's going to be pretty popular. Yeah. I do, too, especially at his price. I mean, but the thing That's is, if, even if he eligible. is, yeah, if he is popular though, like on a three-game slate, this is chalk. I'm totally okay eating. Right, yeah, I agree. And him being um, powerful you know, eligible is is huge too, because again, yeah. it's only three games, but you have Bam with a ton of usage coming his way with the, with the Miami situation. They're getting a little healthier, but still missing some guys. Um, you have Ennis Cantor, who's obviously in a larger role now. Like, and we'll talk about some two of the other center options from the other side of this game. So. Yeah, I mean, their front court's going to be pretty shorthanded. It's going to be a lot of Nas Reed, Vanderbilt, and Ed Davis. And then if they do end up playing some Jarrett Culver at the four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it, – you guys were talking about Anthony Edwards. This has got to be the time that they put him in the starting lineup. I mean, this guy's the number one pick. we got to start getting him more time on the court. Um, and if there's know. any matchup for him to succeed, this is one. I mean, would Absolutely. you – Obviously, he would not be – the key cog on offense sharing the court for the brunt of his minutes with D'Angelo Russell and even Malik Beasley who's posted a higher usage rate this year than we've been accustomed to. Um, but at four six, like I even regardless of whether he starts or not, I have interest in Anthony Edwards, but if he starts, getting that minute security would probably make him one of my favorite plays on the slate. Yeah. And yeah. if he doesn't start, like I don't care because he's gonna probably run the second unit now with Rubio out. Like he's not like a a pure, you know, playmaking. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details point guard like Rubio is but he's obviously a guy that's going to take a lot of shots and if Rubio is not handling the ball then that means he, there's going to be a lot of you know pick and roll opportunities for Anthony Edwards now is he going to be running the pick and roll with the greatest most efficient players no but he's just going to have the ball in his hand so much more so I like I almost prefer him to come off the bench honestly I think either yeah, way I mean, I think he's a phenomenal target sure good Zach yeah and it really, it really, for me, you know, we talked about about Russell, and for good reason. But 
My eyes are just shooting kind of 5K and below on this team. We talked about Nas. We talked about Anthony Edwards and Vanderbilt. I think we can go back to Culver as long as he's starting. Uh, you know, we've seen – We I think we actually talked about Culver the last time I was on the pod. Um, he, he's got double-double upside. You know, I, yeah, I'm not yeah. really counting on it. But for 3-9, he's not – you know, I don't think he's going to kill you. And then even below that with Rubio out, I, I think Jordan McLaughlin is a, is a really solid value punt uh at point guard you know we've seen him get some time and some blowouts this season and we saw him you know in relief uh last year with this team and and he can put up a, a fine number for you on DraftKings at that you know near min price yeah yeah i don't mind it yeah i tend to agree like i'd be much like russell is obviously a really strong play like probably even more than a strong play just a great play but then like i'd be more inclined to just go to Edwards at four six and Culver and McLaughlin and Vanderbilt than I am to go to seven two Michael uh, Michael Beasley Malik Beasley just he's been great. Hey, I'll they, play some seven two Michael Beasley. Yeah, they could use him tomorrow. They really could. He's taking a ton of shots. His usage is up, like Joe said, and he's locked into thirty six plus minutes. Oh my God, Drew Brees is terrible. Sorry, he just threw a terrible pick. He's absolutely toast. Um. But yeah, like like his usage has been up. I just don't know if the peripherals are going to be there at seven two. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think there there is merit here, especially with how shorthanded Minnesota is. But I also just don't think you need to go here on this slate at seven two. Like, I'd much rather, you know, if Tyler Hero plays at seven three, I'd rather go Tyler Hero because Jimmy Butler's out. I'd rather go John Collins for the same price on the other side of this game. And there are some options, even incrementally cheaper, who I think I'm a little more comfortable with. Um, with that said, I, I do not expect him to be popular whatsoever, so it is a spot to differentiate. Let's go to the Atlanta side. Uh, their last game against Portland, Trey Young broke out of his somewhat slump. Didn't shoot the ball extremely well, 1 of 9 from 3, 7 of 23 from the field, but he almost triple-doubled just over 50 fantasy points. Uh, by the way, Danilo Gallinari is still doubtful. Cam Reddish is questionable, so that's very interesting because they're already short Bogdanovich and and probably Gallinari, and now potentially Cam Reddish, who sat over the weekend, and we saw Kevin Herter and DeAndre Hunter just play a ton of minutes. Um, If if Reddish is out, do you like Hunter at six one or Herter at five seven? Like in the past, we've seen Herter play essentially backup point guard when when um, Trey Young is off the floor, but they do have uh, Rajon Rondo there now. Uh, I feel safer about uh, DeAndre Hunter, but there is a little bit of savings here going down to Kevin Herter. Zach, what do you think of the Hawks? Yeah, I think the minutes are more secure with with Hunter. Um, And and really both of them, though, uh, after Reddish was ruled out in Saturday's slate, um, DK wasted no time pricing Kevin Herter up, and and I believe Hunter was already in the low 6Ks, so... There's not for for me. It's a good matchup, but there's not too much meat left on the value bone, so to speak. There with those two guys, um, I'm really interested in Trey, in Trey Young at the nine four price tag. You know, he's he's been a little bit banged up, but last night even even uh, shooting seven for twenty three, obviously a good matchup against Portland, but put up over fifty DK points and at nine four. You know, his uh, his fantasy points per game don't look that great. Uh, to anybody just kind of coming in trying to get some some NBA a- action in their on their MLK day afternoon, um, so I like Trey Young a lot. Um, and then the Capella Collins kind of duo there in the front court, 
obviously Capella smashed uh, the Canner Giles Covington trio that was trying to cover him uh, on Saturday night. I, I, I don't foresee another 50 burger from Clint Capella, but I think he's in play against the, the likes of, you know, Nasri, Jared Vanderbilt. I actually would like him less if Ed Davis starts because um, while yeah. Ed Davis yep. isn't super productive from a fantasy standpoint, he's he's an above average defender uh, at the five. The, yeah, like for me, it's not even close. I'm playing Capella over John Collins. Like since Capella made his debut in the end of December, his rebounding rate is at 47%. Collins is at 25%. Like 25% isn't particularly bad. But for a guy who was well over 30 for much of last year, uh, it's, he, we've seen the, the dip in rebounding for John Collins. And his his shot volume hasn't been all that great either because, you know, Hunter and Reddish have taken on, you know, larger roles this year and when, in the games they've had Gallinari and Bogdanovich. So for me, it's not close. I'm, like $300 difference to go up to Capella, I feel safer about him. He's playing huge minutes after, you know, he was limited the first two games of the season when he came off the injury, now he's full go. Um, this is a Minnesota team that allows the most points per game off putbacks at 8.5 per game. Um, so give me Clint Capella. I think you can pair him with John, uh, Trey Young with the pick and roll. I just hope Minnesota can keep this close. Um, you know, th- This is already one of the worst teams in basketball with Cat, and not to mention they're going to be without Cat and Rubio. That's my only concern. But it's, it's a three-game slate with two faster-paced teams and two bad defenses. You're not going to avoid this game because you're worried about a blowout. It's too enticing. Um, Joe, thoughts on Atlanta? I mean, it's, it's a great spot for pretty much anybody that's on the floor. And with Gallinari out, with Bogdan out, and possibly, you know, Cam Reddish, this just solidifies the minutes and Titans rotation a little bit. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you guys. Like, I would feel a little more comfortable with DeAndre Hunter um, for, even for $400 more than I do. Kevin Herter, especially because of the ceiling we've seen him come with this year. I don't mind Clint Capella at 7500 I, I don't think if Ed Davis doesn't start, I don't think this is a front court that will really stop him, especially on the glass. I don't see another 50-burger because, I mean, in addition to his, what, he had like 15 boards. He had um, four blocks and a steal, I believe, too. So, you know, that upside's there, but still a bit of an outlier. Uh, but I think for seven five, you can still squeeze out five six x from him. Um, and again, like you said though, like even John Collins, he's viable. There's really not a bad play on this team on a three game slate. But if there's one player, I'm going to go out of my way to get in this game. It's probably Trey Young. Yeah, I can't disagree there. It should be pretty pretty good game for this Atlanta team against Minnesota's terrible defense. Um, to make the case that their we defense might be better out. with Cat out. Sorry, Adam. No, you're good. We left we left one thing out at the top that I think is is super important here. The Hawks are debuting their MLK jerseys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there it is. Those yeah. jerseys yesterday. Those those jerseys yesterday were blessed by the Pope. Okay, so we've got Pope blessed MLK jerseys. So if you want another narrative, to Pope play narrative, young or any other tonight, Pope blessed jerseys. Does so, that, will, will that mean Tony Snell will record any peripheral tomorrow? Is that what Tony Snell is the <laughs> captain of Team Fitbit. Cat, dude, yeah. I, we could go on a, a whole podcast worth of Team Fitbits this year. The one, the before we move on, the interesting note that I found about the Hawks when looking at this, though, you know, they're favored by eight. In my head, I was like, you know, I think Minnesota might be able to hang around, but they're so what? Atlanta's won five games this year. 
none of those games that they've won have been within eight points. Eight points is the closest margin of victory that they've recorded, and that was against Detroit. They beat Memphis by 10, Chicago by 20, uh, Brooklyn by 20 when Brooklyn was obviously without mm-hmm. most of their team, and then they beat um, Philadelphia by 18. So and that was with the Sixers was, not yeah, having yeah, anybody so either. They, so they like, played they played a half of a, an NBA team in those four games. Yeah, and they were <laughs> arguably playing half an NBA team tomorrow. Like, right. Um, so I, there is, I mean, as as much as we like to attack the Hawks, this game does have potential to script for a blowout. We will see. Let's move on to the Detroit Pistons at the Miami Heat. Miami's still dealing with the COVID stuff. It's getting a little bit better. They- Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models. Models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Got Bam Adebayo, Goran Dragic. They got some players back in their last game. Still going to be without Jimmy Butler. And now Tyler Hero is dealing with a neck injury. He's questionable. Didn't play over the weekend. Uh, Miami started, interesting starting five. They started... Um, Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson, KZ Akpala, Olenek, and Bam. So if Hero's out, I'd imagine that's the same, that's the same starting five. We'll see. Uh, Zach, let's start with Miami. If Tyler Hero's out, do we just play the guys? I mean, do we just smash Bam at 8,800? Do we go to Gabe Vincent at 4,800, uh, who's been, you know, when they've at, when they've called upon him in those two games, 36, 35 minutes, aggressive, 20 and 17 shots, and over 35 fantasy points in both games. Yeah, for me, it's with Dragic back, um, I'm probably not going to get to Gabe Vincent, who himself is, is I believe, questionable. Um, yeah, he is. Or no, he's probable. probable. Uh, he's been probable the last I, couple I, games. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I would think I would think he plays, but... Um, you know, you mentioned Bam. Obviously, eight eight is a fine price tag for him. Um, that you know they they're on this not back to back, but double header uh, with Detroit and, and Bam put up 50, uh, 50 plus DraftKings points in that in that matchup on Saturday evening. Um, so he he's right back in play at eight eight. But I'm actually going to try to leverage what the field did uh, with Kendrick Nunn uh on saturday when he was i believe 26 and a half percent owned in the uh main on DraftKings, he's up to to three seven now 
the man played 27 minutes last game off the bench. Um, and so while I think everybody's going to get off of him, uh, he can certainly produce uh, at a higher clip than he did only 12 and three quarter DraftKings points in those 27 minutes. I don't foresee the, the shot attempts going up by a ton, but 27 minutes at, at 3.7 on a three game slate, uh, you know, you can sign me up for a few shares there. I don't think it's going to take that much to get over the field there. Um, so I just think it's kind of the perfect day to, to take, take advantage of the field they got, they got burned by him uh, two days ago. Dragic off the bench, uh, certainly in play. Price went up a little bit. Um, d- Double-double threat, certainly, with, uh, you know, you expect him to get 30-plus minutes uh, with the guys who are still out. Obviously, if Harrow comes back in, that's going to knock all those guys down a little bit. Um, Kelly Olenek, I wanted to touch on. He'll be under-owned, I think. Um, you know, they did blow out Detroit on Saturday. He played 24 minutes, uh, just lost some shot attempts to, to Bam. He'll be, I just think he'll be virtually unknown. So power forward eligible if he starts again with Myers Leonard out. I, I think it's a, a fine GPP play, but, you know, by no means a, a priority or a core play for me. Yeah. Um, and, and Casey Paul look, started last game 3,200. He played 27 minutes, had 18 fantasy points. Like, you'll take that. Um, I think there's just an insane amount of value on the slate between Miami. We already yep. touched on Minnesota. Um, and Portland's going to have some potential value too with their injury situation. Um, I think that it's interesting with Gabe Vincent. He had a 31% usage rate last game. Drogic was around 27%. And you mentioned Kendrick Nunn, which I think is important. Also 3,700. Played 27 minutes, like you said, but it, he didn't really play in the fourth quarter in a blowout, which is encouraging to me. So um, maybe that means he's getting – obviously they're missing some players, but if Hero's out again, I think you get at least 25 minutes from Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, and Bam, obviously, a really good play. What I struggle with is Jeremy Grant because I love Jeremy Grant. I've loved Jeremy Grant since he was in Syracuse. I, Joe and I talked in the offseason about how he's just he's in line for just a massive um, uptick in role and opportunities and production this year, and we've seen that. I don't know if it's just me not being used to seeing him at 8,200, but he just smashed in this matchup. He had four blocks, six assists, nine rebounds, 24 points. He's incredible. It's a, it's a decent matchup given the fact that Miami's not going to have Jimmy Butler. What do we think of Jeremy Grant at 8,200, Joe? I, you know, his price keeps going up, but I like him again. And it's not just because he had that ceiling game last game against Miami. I wrote about it in my five stat article prior to that slate. This Miami defense, especially because this team is so shorthanded and has been for the past two weeks, it's not one that we should be scared off of. And casual players still are scared off. So the ownership has been a bit depressed on their opponents. But this season so far, as they struggle with these injuries and and COVID restrictions, they're bottom half of the league. They're actually 19th or worse in the league against all four of Jeremy Grant's player archetypes per advanced DVP. So those are scorer, crafty finisher, Stretch big and skilled center. The skilled center one is a little generous for him, and that's the one they're 19th against. So they struggle against a player of his caliber and, and play style, for lack of a better word. The volume is there. Like it's just it's hard to stomach because we're used to Jeremy Grant in Denver for the past three seasons, where he's 4,700 splitting minutes with Paul Millsap, um, and you're just banking on one of those big peripheral games. Where now. I mean, he's attempted at least 15 shots 
in every game over his last 10 games. He's slipped below 19 shots twice in that span. Like he's taking like this usage is elite right now. And I, I think we need to start treating it as such. He's a consistent double, double threat. And he's their number one option on offense. So I have no problem. Even on a three game slate going here, at 8,200. I love Jeremy Grant. Always loved him. And I'm really happy for him. What do we do with the rest of this Pistons team though? Like, Blake Griffin, at this point on this team, offers like a super small ceiling. He's been okay in his last four games, but you know it's helped that he's been facilitating a lot. His rebounds have come down this year. He's averaging just six per game. 6,600 isn't a terrible price at a tough power forward position, but it's really tough to get excited about Blake Griffin or really much of anything from this Detroit team outside of Jeremy Grant. Yeah, I uh, with, with Derrick Rose... I believe he's expected back. Um, with him back, it kind of takes DeLon Wright off the table of consideration for me because he produced well in Rose's absence. But with Rose back, he's he'll still probably start for Killian Hayes with Rose coming off the bench, but Rose should probably soak up at least 22, 25 minutes, and he's going to garner so much usage when he's um, on the court. He did play really well against Miami in that win in 20. One minute's had almost 40 fantasy points. So we know the usage will be there with Derrick Rose. It's hovering around 30% this season. So I don't hate it. But again, because of all the other, especially value spots on the slate or even the other side of this game, it just doesn't feel like a team that outside of Jeremy Grant that I really need to force into my lineup. Zach, thoughts on the Pistons? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much right there with you. I feel like outside of Jeremy Grant, um, you know, Blake Griffin is, I don't know, it, what do you call him stable at that price? Like he's yeah. probably not going to kill you. Um, but I'm not yeah. sure he's going to, you know, his score is like 35, I'd say maybe, maybe 30. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like, you know, he's not going to break the slate though at this point of his career and in his role on this team. Um, you know, I think Delon Wright, I, I, I'm a little bit higher than, than you, Joe, I think um, okay. 26 minutes last game and did, did break the, uh, the 30 DK point barrier. And has been solid his last uh, three games before that as well. So at 5'4", point guard, shooting guard eligible, I don't hate if I, I see a DeLon Wright or even Derrick Rose $100 more in your lineup. Um, and then I guess I could include Mason Plumlee in there. It's just it's a terrible matchup for Plumlee yeah. with Bam back. And, you know, those other guards to me kind of had like DeLon Wright got 10 assists last game. That's not something we can count on again. Um, you know, those guys were in limited minutes. Derrick Rose had his almost 40 DK points in 21 minutes. And obviously we know he's capable of that, but it's not something that we can count on at that five and a half K price tag. So, yep. you know, those starting five outside of Jeremy Grant, I, they're kind of just like MME GPP plays for me. Like if you've got multiple lineups, then I'm fine getting there uh, in small amounts. But, you know, if I'm just running one or I'm playing cash, I don't think I'm really touching any of those guys um, off the bench. Everybody's healthy but Killian Hayes, so a 4.3 Josh Jackson I'm okay with in tournaments. Um, you know, 12 shots in his 22 minutes last game. We know he's a high-usage guy, um, but again, with, with everybody except Hayes healthy, it's it's just tough to get to a lot of these guys. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Not too much excitement from Detroit. Let's go to the final game of this three-game afternoon slate, San Antonio at Portland. This game is a pick em right now. Uh, total is at 224. CJ McCollum ruled out for this game. 
He's dealing with a foot injury. Um, don't have, obviously, Yusuf Nurkic, who suffered a broken wrist. So two huge losses, obviously. We saw no uh, Nurkic over the weekend. Ennis Kanter got the start, played 29 minutes. And per usual, really efficient for on a point-per-minute basis. Had 50 fantasy points. Filled the stat sheet. 12 points, 15 rebounds, 3 assists, 5, five blocks, and 2 steals. Uh, Zach, 6,300 for Kanter. Is it too much? Just right? Too 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 low? We know he's just so efficient. He has a 49% rebounding rate with Nurkic off the floor this season. Yeah, it's it's too low, man. Um, I agree. Even you know with CJ out, it's just going to make his usage climb even higher. And we know Kanter doesn't need a ton of shot attempts to get there. And you just went over his stat lines, so I don't need to rehash that. Um, you know he's in line for 30 minutes again against San Antonio, I would think. Um, and it, he's just too cheap. And w- with McCollum out, it's you know tap your wrist and put Dame Lillard in your lineup. Um, good matchup against the Spurs. So I love Dame. I love Cantor. And then you get down uh, into the Bob Cubs, the Carmelo Anthony's, and I think both of those guys are in play. You know, uh, Robert Covington played some five last night, and it's not, it wasn't the first time this season nope. that they that Terry Stotts has run him at the five, and he shot terribly. He is two for 20 in his last two games, was one for 13 on Saturday night, but 10 rebounds, and, and that's the key for me. With Nurkic yeah. out to me, Covington's a double-double threat now and at 5-3. I don't think a ton of people will get there because his game log is nothing to write home about. Um, but I like Covington. Carmelo's going to get some extra usage. Uh, a a double-digit shots in three of his last four games. Played 29 minutes uh, Saturday. Wasn't really falling for him. He didn't pick up the peripherals, but at 4-4, he's just too cheap for the extra uh, you know, opportunity he's going to get. And then I think Gary Trent Jr. is a candidate to maybe start. Yep, it's either yep. probably going to be him or Anthony Simons, and I have interest in Trent regardless. Um, and then I, I, I mentioned Simons. I I don't think I can get there. Um, he's just He doesn't get enough opportunity, even at min price, even if he's starting. You know, they – they really don't want Simons to play that much. He he started the second half last game in, in lieu of McCollum and only played eight minutes in that second half. So um, he he might pop in some projections today, but I'm probably not getting there. I really like Gary Trenton here. 4K, so five and a half points per game off spot-up opportunities this year leads the team. You, you expect that to go up with McCollum out. Um, the Spurs allowing the fifth-highest field goal percentage of spot-up shooters at 42.7%. The third or fifth most points per possession to spot up shooters. It's, an, it's a nice spot for Gary Trent. He should play twenty seven to thirty minutes. Um, I, I think a lot of these guys are in play. I do agree. I prefer Covington over Mello, but like Mello should see a nice usage bump. He's only forty four hundred. He played twenty nine minutes last game. Again, he didn't do much in terms of peripherals, which you shouldn't expect. But he could have an outlier. I don't want to say an outlier because like you know Mello is going to score, but like he can have like a twenty point real game. Uh, but obviously, you start with Damian Lillard here, then you go to Ennis Cantor, and then you kind of go from there. Uh, you know, it's just it's just when one of Lillard or McCollum's out, you just kind of play the other guy and, and then move on. It's just it's just kind of that simple. Um, anything else from Portland, Joe? What do you think of this team with McCollum and, and Yusuf Nurkic out? Yeah, I actually align just about identically on my stance on this team with Zach. Like, I... Actually, as as much as I make fun of Robert Covington for being the starting power forward for Team Fitbit, <laughs> like I, you know, he had he shot what one of thirteen last game, because of the peripherals. 
like even at his 5-3 price tag on that 1 of 13 shooting, he still finished just under 5x value. So if that's like a a floor we're getting, I'm totally okay with that, especially on a three-game slate. And then I, I think Lillard is going to be everyone's priority. I, and I'm, the only other thing I have about Portland is I, I really hope that people don't feel comfortable paying 6300 for Enos Cantor. I'm sure game mode chasers will do it and, you know, sharp players will do it because they know the permanent production. But there's a chance at this price we could see his ownership depressed, and that's something I would absolutely want to take advantage of. Got to go to Zach for the Spurs here. <laughs> what do you think? LaMarcus Aldridge revenge game? Yeah, so, you know, uh, I thought about that. I think we're I think we're a little bit past him uh, him caring. Seven but, six uh, years he later, actually, whatever it is, he is my favorite target here. Yeah, he is. He's my he's favorite cheap. target he's still here. So cheap. Um, yeah, and and you think about who he's going to see, right? I mean, Cantor, not afraid. I mean, I want to go at Cantor <laughs> if I'm if I'm Aldridge or if I'm you know Popovich and game yeah, planning for yeah, this yeah, Portland yeah. team right now. And it's not going to get better with Covington on him because you know Aldridge is a legit seven footer. Um, it's not going to get better if you bring Harry Giles in. So 6.4, and now he's got that power forward eligibility back, um, which you should have never lost, DraftKings. Um, <laughs> I, I like LaMarcus. And then those those three guys above him, DeRozan, DJ Murray, and, and Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson eclipsing the 7K mark, I believe, for the first time. Um, and well-deserved. He's played, he's played well. Um, out of those three, I think they're all in play. It's tough to get more than one, and I don't think it's I don't think it's optimal to get more than one of those guys. So um, maybe a rule that I'm going to set, even though uh, it might not uh, be required if I'm crunching tomorrow, because I, I don't think it's going to spit out more than one of those guys. But uh, looking below those top four guys, international Patty uh, has been a, a great ride <laughs> so far this year, but at five three, uh, seems like people are catching on. So. I'm not there. I'm not on Lonnie. Not really on Rudy Gay. Uh, Jakob Pertl broke the early slate yesterday with a 13-11 double-double and added in four stocks for good measure. Um, I'm not going back to him. Uh, I just, I'm not going to chase that uh, result. I think he gets drops back down to his 15 or 16 minutes a game. Um, but right below him, Devin Vassell um, has been the first uh, the Spurs have been bringing two guys off the bench uh, in their first substitution pattern and Vassell's been in there the last three games and you can see it with, with his minutes 22 23 and then 20 last game none of those games blowouts so mm-hmm. he's playing almost half the game the rook and, and at three four shooting guard and small forward eligible you can put him pretty much anywhere in your lineup I think he's a he's a very low owned value play that's going to go overlooked tonight it's our Spurs insight man that's what we need Joe, any closing thoughts on the Spurs before we go to the main slate? No, I think Zach hammered it. All right. Let's start with the game of Joe's life. Main slate, Milwaukee-Brooklyn <laughs> kicks us off. Um, this is going to be fun. I mean, especially if we get Kyrie here, who has been upgraded to questionable. Um, obviously, he's missed the last six or seven games. Milwaukee's favored by two in the early line, 236.5 total. Joe, um, let's... Let's hold off Milwaukee because we got to talk about Brooklyn first with what we saw oh. over the weekend. Sorry, man. It takes it takes precedence. precedence. <laughs> James Harden makes his debut, plays 40 minutes, triple doubles, 32, 12, and 14. Durant goes for 42 real points. The usage rates were, 
just locks lockstep. I mean, 36.6% usage rate for Harden in that game, 362 for Kevin Durant. That's insane. I mean, it's exactly what we expected, though. Like, I mean, this offense is obviously going to center around those two, and one of them is going to get an open shot just about every possession, and they're just both, because of the dynamic, going to open up so many open looks for Joe Harris. Um Against the Bucks, like obviously, typically not a defense we go out of our way to attack, but given the nature of this game, like I will want at least, I shouldn't say at least one of these studs because on DraftKings it's going to be difficult to fit two of them. But I would probably opt for the savings here with Kevin Durant uh, for 10-1 over Harden at 10-8, although I do think James Harden at 10-8 is a ridiculous bargain. Um, I, I think the 40 minutes we saw of him in terms of production, like he still didn't even shoot that well, but you know, this is, this was vintage Harden. And it looked like prior to this game that he just hasn't been, he didn't care. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over. Old man winter spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I don't know about playing Houston. He hadn't been trying. So I think we now get prime James Harden back and you know, you can kill the Bucks from the perimeter. I think Drew Holiday will be tasked with with taking on Harden, so that might knock his stock a bit. But I mean, come on, under 11K for this guy is kind of a joke. Same can be said about Kevin Durant. So I, I probably want exposure to one of them. My, my lean right now is Durant strictly for the savings because best case scenario, depending on the value falls, like there's also Giannis who is just way too cheap on the other side of this game. Um, obviously, we'll get to. I'm going to hit on a lot of Giannis in, in about five minutes. So, Yeah, and if you were worried about like how much Harden would have the ball, I mean, at least with just Kevin Durant there. So he averages 88 touches per game on the year. He touched the ball in his last game 106 times. Now maybe, you know, maybe that was just just get him going early on his new team. But at the end of the day, like they don't have any other ball handlers. I mean, there's no Karis LeVert. There's no Spencer Denwitty. They have nobody on the bench to handle the ball. So... Uh, and Durant can obviously handle the ball, but it, you know, Harden's going to handle the ball over him most of the time. Now, if Kyrie plays, what the hell do we do? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> and, and by the way, that's a legitimate question because I don't know. Like, no, no. <laughs> like, it's be, okay, so they both had what usage rates hovering around thirty six percent. Right. I don't think 
either of those two or three in terms of Kyrie would fall below 30. I can see Kyrie sitting around like 28, 29% usage rate. I think Harden and Durant would both be around that 32, 34%. Um, it's just, it, it obviously though, from a fantasy perspective, can make it a really tilting situation where you end up rostering one of the three and it's the other one or two that go off. Like that is a situation that I can foresee happening consistently this season. But the first game, obviously if tomorrow is the first game where all three are healthy, that's going to be the hardest one to forecast. Zach, what do you think about this game if Kyrie plays and any other uh, Brooklyn pieces stand out to you? Joe Harris, DeAndre Jordan, Jeff Green. I mean, they still have, especially if Kyrie's out, you know, a limited rotation with the players they traded away. But those secondary players are going to have very, very minimal usage. I'm just sitting here staring at the roster on DraftKings, just like, how the <laughs> hell are these three guys on the same team? Like, it's ridiculous. I mean, and, these are, these and, are literally three of the best scorers of all time on the absolutely. same sharing the court right now. It's going to be, like, as much as people hate it, like, you have to respect how much fun this team is going to be to watch. Dude, that's no what doubt, I'm saying. No three of the doubt. best scorers, Durant, Harden, and Joe Harris. And then Kyrie's pretty good, too, when they get him back. It's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, but I think that the, you know, what the hell do we do with if Kyrie's in is going to be asked around the industry today, right? And so I, I think yeah. we're going to need to kind of just, uh, everybody's going to need to take their own stand. Um, and, and I'm probably going to be looking at, at not just, you know, uh, Kyle Murray's ownership numbers uh, for us at FTN tomorrow, but any others that I can get my hands on and see. Like, you know, where can I maybe get an advantage on the field where if, oh, it's Kyrie day today, if he's in, you know, and he's not owned, then I get over the field on him and that's where I'm trying to get, you know, a little boost or, or KD or whichever of the three, you know, but if Kyrie's out, then I think I, I probably want at least one of those guys in, in every lineup that I make here on the main slate. Um, you know, and you guys talked about Joe Harris and the guy's just going to be shooting open threes all year. So it's, it's life is good for Joe Harris right now, man. Just got paid. He's no not going to be guarded the rest of the yeah. year. So, uh, but though the five, eight price tag though is, is still a little prohibitive for me because, you know, even if he makes five or six threes, he might not get on top of that price tag um, with how little usage there's going to be uh, to go around if Kyrie is back. Um, the other guy that I'm interested in is Jeff Green. I think he's going to play 30-plus minutes, especially in this matchup. It, it, it doesn't seem conducive to play DeAndre Jordan a ton here. I mean, really in general, but especially in this matchup against the Bucks. Um, so at 4-2, small forward and power forward eligible now, which is interesting, uh, DraftKings, but we'll take it. Um, you know, 30 minutes at that price tag. He's not going to crush it for you, but I, I just think it's he's in play as kind of the fourth or fifth option from this team fantasy-wise. Yep. Let's go to Milwaukee, Joe. And um, I know he's had a couple games under 50 fantasy points over his last four, but why is Giannis 10-4 on DraftKings? I Question beats me, Adam. And I think as much interest as I have in one of these Brooklyn guys, I have more interest in Giannis tomorrow. And that's all by a society. You know, when they traded away Jared Allen, they traded away like any rim protection that this team has. Like while they're going to be one of the best offensive teams potentially ever with these three, um, it's going to be very easy to get to the rim against this team. They're going to struggle defensively. And I don't, I legitimately don't see how they are going to stop Giannis from exploding. Like the, the game, 
last game against Dallas was a, a, an extreme outlier, in my opinion. Like, we only saw one assist. Um, he did shoot 14 of 21, which was a really, really nice and efficient showing. He shot one of 10 from the free throw line. Like, this is – my concern is that after seeing this, does Brooklyn just hack him when he gets to the rim now um, and send him to the line and force him to make free throws? I think that's possible, and I think even if that is the case, while his while he's not the most trustworthy asset at the line, like that helps his stock in in DFS. Like he's has much much more potential to produce fantasy points without the clock running. Um, so I think literally everything is lining up for a huge game for him tonight, and this is a game that should 100% stay close. Um, I, with no doubt about that. So I, I definitely see him playing more in the 30 minutes he played last game which only ended up being a three-point game. So as long as as long as long you guys script this game to be close, like there's no reason Giannis won't be my top play on the slate right now in, in terms of spend-up, not dollar for dollar. Brooke Lopez, like, all of a sudden... He's getting boards, man. That's what I'm He's saying. So boards. last week I had... Um, it, was, it was Steph, I think, I had on the pod when we were talking about the, the Milwaukee game. And Brooke Lopez had... 11 rebounds against Detroit, and then I, then I wrote about the, the game against Dallas. I previewed it. I looked back at his regular season games as a member of the Milwaukee Bucks. He has nine double-digit rebound games in, in over 160 regular season games with Milwaukee, and now he has two in a row. <laughs> I'm not going to pay 5600 for Brooke Lopez after double di- back-to-back double-digit rebound games. He could make me look dumb again, but I just I just don't see it happening. It's a good spot for him to get rebounds against DeAndre Jordan, just staying around the perimeter. But I've just seen so many times since yeah. you know, since he's been there that he falls into five rebounds, and if he gets like six blocks, which he's capable of doing, then you you feel good. But you know if he's if he's five k forty nine hundred where he usually is, I, I love playing Brook Lopez. You get thirty minutes, you get a chance at a thirty five point ceiling. But I just can't go there now. And then Drew Holiday like. This is one of those interesting spots where Steph talked about against Dallas when we were on the pod that it's one of those games where you use Drew Holiday, play him a lot of minutes against Luka, and have him you know guard him. Could see the same thing here with James Harden. He played 35 minutes in that last game, was fine. It's just his usage rate's down like 6% from last year, and his touches per game are down like 20 by, or by 20 per game. Um, anybody on Milwaukee stand out other than Giannis? That's the question I've had. I mean, Middleton's perfectly safe at 8K. Like, he's really not going to kill you ever at that price. Zach, how would you go? Yeah, sure. I I, I mean, I, I'm right. I don't think I can add anything else to Giannis. That is, you know, everybody knows about him. Will he make a free throw? Yeah, I've got the over on Will he make two free throws? <laughs> <laughs> that I don't know about. Uh, but, you know, I think you said 236 and a half total on this game. Uh, close spread, so... Really, I like Middleton a lot. Like, first of all, from just a basketball standpoint, I love Chris Middleton. This dude is so good. And I know it's a, you know, 13-game sample so far this season, but he's done it in the past, too. He's 53-47-95 right now, shooting splits. At 8K, I think the price is going to be prohibitive for a lot of the field. So I think Chris Middleton is someone that I'm going to try to get over the field on today. You know, get a piece of this game. Um, you know, that's not Giannis or a piece of this buck side, I should say, that's not Giannis and, and kind of differentiate a little bit there. Same type of thinking with Drew, but 
the, the, the upside is just not there when looking at Drew and Middleton uh, in terms of Drew. I, I'm going Middleton all day, so I'm probably not getting to Drew, but again, I'm not, I'm not scoffing at anybody having him in their lineup. Looking down the roster, I just, I mean, Joe, maybe you can help me out here because I yeah. don't see anything that I'm interested in. Yeah, I mean, I'm aligned with you 100% Middleton. Like, fantasy aside, I went to absolute war for like two years after we, <laughs> like, he's 35, he's getting 35 million a year, and Bucks fans hated that. I think that is a phenomenal contract for what we're getting out of him. I mean, 50, 40, 90. Right now, he's having a career year, 22, 6, and 6. And, he does he, like he's the second. I mean, I would argue he's almost the third option on this team now. Like that, you you take that all day. Um, he is my second favorite Milwaukee play on this slate. I don't mind Drew Holiday at seventy two. I think that um, if if you are running lineups where you are fading Giannis and you don't have Middleton, I think you should get Holiday. I think you need a, one of these three pieces in just about every lineup, just because of the nature, the, the game environment, and nature of this game. Um, Outside of them, like I understand Brooke Lopez at five six. Obviously, the rebounding we've seen it. Like I expect it to normalize. And when I say normalize, that's like four boards for him. My big concern with Brooke is whether or not they'll actually have him on the court a ton. If Brooklyn decides to run a lot of Jeff Green at the five, we could just see them run Giannis at the five, throw Bobby Portis at, or or Bobby Portis or throw Bobby Portis at the four, um, which would kind of negate Lopez from the game a bit and and really make it difficult for him to crack that 30-minute threshold that he's seen relatively consistently lately. But the other pieces are hard to trust if this game isn't going to blow out because you know at the end of the day, like, there's going to be seven guys involved. It's going to be, obviously, the big three in Milwaukee, Brooke Lopez, Dante, and then you sprinkle in, like, a little bit of DJ, a little bit of Pat Content, but those guys don't have enough usage to really trust in terms of DFS. All right, let's move on. This next game, pretty interesting. Dallas Mavericks at the Toronto Raptors. Dallas still dealing with their COVID stuff. Josh Richardson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleber all out. Jalen Brunson is eligible to return. He's not on the injury report, so they'll get their backup point guard back. Um, and then we have Porzingis here, 8,200, coming off a season-high 33 minutes. Really, really interesting price tag for a guy who is just jacking right now. 16 shots in 21 minutes <laughs> in his debut, 19 last game, and 19 uh, the game before. I mean, I'm going to have some Porzingis exposure in tournaments for sure, especially because Toronto talked about this last week too. Their defense has taken a step back so far this year. Maybe that'll change with Chris Boucher, Chris Boucher actually playing minutes and starting second halves and everything and being the best player in the NBA. Um, but, like, they this last year they allowed the most points per game to spot-up shooters. This year they're bottom three again, and we know Porzingis in this, in this offense that's predicated off just – kind of just letting Luca create. He's going to spot up a lot. He's going to post up too. But I really have interest in Porzingis here at that price if he's going to play 35 minutes. And then you have Luca, who, I mean, did you did you guys see that pass he had today? I mean, he's unbelievable. Like, he's always in play. 11K, let's be honest, probably still a little bit too cheap for him too. Zach, what do you think of Dallas? So I did not see the Luca pass. No? I'm going to have to go Twitter search that it once was, we're done it was, Yeah, it was we were his... in practice during that game. Okay, so it was the assist to get him his triple-double, I believe, and he did a behind-the-back crossover to get into the paint and then did another behind-the-back pass to uh, Willie Cauley-Stein for the dunk. It was it was quite beautiful, and he's quite he's so good at cool. basketball. He's so cool. He is cool. <laughs> he's so he's twenty. He's 21. By the way, I started a uh, NBA 2K franchise this afternoon with Dallas, 
and I had a triple double with Luca in the first game. So I'm I'm staying on brand for the NBA. I'm sure that's indicative of how he's going to perform today. It wasn't a it wasn't an 11K triple double. It was like 22, 15, and 11. Like it was good, but it was it was closer to a Ben Simmons yeah. triple double than a 35, 14, 12. Okay, yeah. ben, ben Simmons triple double is not 22. Yeah, Ben Ben Simmons would <laughs> would kill for a 22 point triple double. <laughs> So it wasn't the eighty-seven and a half DK that he no. put up today. Um, no. Also, Porzingis had um, four blocks, and <laughs> I'm going off on a tangent, but I have to bring this up. Boban played seven minutes and had nine points and eight rebounds. <laughs> that's that's Bo- the Boban we know and love. Um, Pretty all brand game. Still- Absolutely. Um, so here's what I'm wondering: uh, Is Porzingis going to play tonight? Because he just uh, yeah. played 33 minutes, like you mentioned. So that's my my thing. Like I was in the same boat as you, Zach. Uh-huh. I think though there is a bit of a higher likelihood he could play because of how shorthanded they are, because of all the health and safety protocols. But they obviously were struggling with that without him too. So I could really see a scenario where he does sit out. I'll say this: I don't know if DraftKings has any clue. Willie Cauley Stein is kind of priced up like Porzingis might sit. He's fifty eight hundred. I know he was fifty three hundred today, but that's kind of yeah, interesting. How that... It's like they're pricing him he up must in have case. Been high on today. Yeah, I don't know, but that is obviously the X factor because without Kleber and if Porzingis were to sit, I mean, I don't want to say it, but I would, I would kill. Say him. it. Like say what? Just do it. Just how many minutes it. would we need from Boban? Fifteen to consider him. Um, uh, yeah, I, I would, I, mean, I would be a little be honest, more comfortable with more, but yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'll play three, five Boban with 12 minutes. I do not care. <laughs> I mean, like, you, 12, 12 minutes of Boban is like 21 fantasy It's points, probably so a like, double, double in a block. Like it really might that, See, that's what I'm saying. And like, it, it's, he hasn't been getting the minutes that, that, you know, if you told me the, the personnel situation for Dallas two weeks ago, how it would have played out. I would have thought Boban would be getting a lot more time, uh, and we're just not seeing it. So obviously, if Porzingis is in, I can't get there. But I'm at least going to give you know I'm going to give Boban a little glance tomorrow if we do get uh, Porzingis out. That's for sure. So uh, it's Luca for me, and then you know like you you mentioned Hardaway is is questionable, didn't play on Sunday. Um, so to me, that opens up uh, you know Trey Burke at five six, James Johnson at five k. It feels disgusting to click those guys in, but <laughs> yeah, it hurts. It's it's so much I, I harder because the, they they've been priced up over the week with all these guys out, right? And so then to to me too, uh, I mentioned Burke at five six, uh, Jalen Brunson four K much more attractive. Yeah. You know, I, I don't believe yeah. he was positive. I think he was just uh, kind of contact tracing. So yep. Yep. he should still be fine. Uh, and so at four K. I, I have some significant interest in, in Brunson there. Yeah, and then, I mean, Luca's absolutely in play regardless. If Porzingis is out, you make the case he might be the best player of the slate, and that includes, you know, Durant and Harden, Giannis, a lot of high-end players. Um, mm-hmm. Just How just, do you guys see the ownership volume on the – because this is – It depends on Kyrie. It really games, depends on yeah. Kyrie Irving. For a four-game slate, this might be the most star-studded slate we've had this season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah Luca, Giannis, the the Brooklyn guys, LeBron, Davis, Curry, and Chris Boucher. It's loaded. 
<laughs> it wasn't even a joke either. It kind of was. It's crazy. I would, I would consider rostering Chris Boucher at his price over a few of those. Let's guys. talk about him. Let's talk about Toronto here. Yeah, I mean, Chris Boucher. Like, we've, we've been harping on this since the bubble and even before. Like, 7-1 is still too cheap for him. He's getting – he's seen 30-plus minutes in three straight games. He At his current price, he's hit 5x value in five straight games with four of those games – or three of them, excuse me, being 40 or more DK points. He's not going to start, um, or at least I don't think he will. But it doesn't matter. He'll start the second price. half again. Probably. He'll start, yeah, he'll start the second half. You know, they're going to have him on the court when the game. Like, I, did he close last game? That's the one thing I forgot to look at. Um, I would imagine I can check, but I'm, I would imagine he closed. But Charlotte. like, regardless, like yeah, he thirty closed. minutes. Thirty minutes of this guy, you're essentially getting. Like Christian Woods on this slate, and Christian Wood is. <laughs> By the way, Joe, real quick, Chris Boucher played the entire fourth quarter. Holy yeah, and he was in foul trouble before that. Yeah, he would have played more. Yep. Um, so Christian Wood is 8900 on the slate. You are literally getting Christian Wood for an $1,800 discount. That's a really good point. Like The I minutes would, might not be quite where Christian Woods could be, but when, when you're – yeah, when you're – Chris Boucher averaging 1.4 fantasy points per minute with a 30% rebounding rate and a ton of Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shot blocking potential. Like, it's tough to ignore. And he gets a lot of his points off cutting to the basket. Dallas has the allows the yep. second highest field goal percentage at the rim in basketball. And we might not have Porzingis there, which do- doesn't hurt. I mean. I think the, the dual position eligibility for Boucher is a really big advantage on this slate too. Yeah. So I absolutely like. I, I don't see a way if you're running, you know, single bullet or like three to five max, like I would have no reason to get around him in a single lineup. If I'm running three to five lineups, I want him in at least two or three of them. On the other pieces for this game, I think Lowry and Van Vliet are both a little bit underpriced, not by much, but just a little bit. You see him in that 8-3, eight, 8-2 eight, range on DraftKings. And then you have Siakam. Like you just know that Siakam – Van Vliet, Lowry, and OG are going to play huge minutes in close games. Um, so they're really not ever just out of consideration. Just It's just kind of, especially on a slate like this, it's hard to pay 8400 for Siakam, who 
I still like as a player, but he he's scoring wise. Like he needs, but he his needs teammate to, is thirteen hundred dollars cheaper, right? And like Siakam, just in general, from a pure basketball perspective, like he needs to find more moves uh, on like off the dribble. Like it's he looks yeah, really uncomfortable. Kind of yeah, spin move is not exactly um, what's a, uh, polished is the best way to put it. Um, Zach, what do you think of the rest His of arms are just so long; it doesn't work for him. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think Van Vliet and Lowry just a, a touch too cheap, but maybe dropping below that eight K price tag will will raise their ownership a little bit. I you know we'll have to see as the as the morning progresses here. Um, I've played Chris Boucher literally every single slate that he's been on this year, and I'm not stopping today. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, like like we said, there there was room for more minutes in, in the last game. Um, and, you know, especially with him not starting, I'm going to keep rolling him out there because once we get that, you know, you get that tw- Twitter notification, Chris Boucher starting, if that does happen, uh, everybody's going to flood him. His price is going to go up even higher. And so I'm just I'm going to continue to attack uh, Chris Boucher. All right, let's go to the Rockets at the Chicago Bulls. Victor Oladipo will make his debut in this game, and it comes at pretty good timing with John Wall still out. He's uh, already been ruled out for this game. Eric Gordon is probable. Um, So that's interesting because I was going to play Eric Gordon in every lineup if he was active, um, I believe it was Friday, and he wasn't. Now he's 5,200. Yes, Oladipo is going to be there, but Gordon should still get a lot of volume. And I think it was his last 14 games I looked back at with James Harden out of the lineup. He's averaging like 35 DK points per game and like 19 shot attempts per game. So 5,200 for Eric Gordon. I am going to play a lot of him. Uh, Zach, what do we make of the Rockets? And I also add that Daniel House will also remain out for the Rockets. Yeah, so the, the first thing I actually noticed uh, is that DraftKings screwed up big time, and yep. there's no Oladipo. That and too, I, I was looking for it. You've you've had you've you've had days to get this right, DraftKings. So I, I just I I don't get that. But anyways, uh, obviously we'll have to to persevere through that. So I, I'm I'm with you on Eric Gordon. I, I uh, you know I don't think Oladipo is going to come in and, and take. Uh, James Harden-esque usage, right, on this team. So I think there's still going to be plenty left over for Eric Gordon, especially with John Wall still out. You mentioned Daniel House. Not not a usage hog himself, but, you know, just more time for these these other guys. And Eric Gordon, 5-2, point guard shooting guard eligible. Man, I, I'm missing the days when he was shooting guard small forward. I, I love that combo when you can use a guard or yeah. forward. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, we talked about Christian Wood. I just, it's tough for me to get to Christian Wood with, with Gordon back, Depot supposed to be active. Uh, uh, Boogie Cousins is, is probable to return. So, uh, you know, we, the, with the spend-up options that we already talked about in the previous two games on the main slate and the, the one game uh, still left to come with those Lakers guys plus Steph on the other side, it's tough for me to get to Wood today. Um, I think Jay Sean Tate is, is still interesting. I, I think he'll get probably high 20s in minutes, and he's been producing – uh, kind of across the board again there's there's been more guys out in those instances but I, I don't think he's completely out of play um boogie is interesting to me um we know that he can get on top of that 5k price tag but he's gonna need 
you know, at least 18 minutes, you're looking for more like in the low twenties, uh, which, which isn't, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't have that as the betting favorite to happen. So, uh, he would be in my player pool if I'm, you know, doing some MME GPP type of builds, but, uh, boogie, not a priority for me. And then, you know, those other guys that we've, We've been playing the last few slates, the Ben McLemore's, the David Nwamba's, Mason Jones on Saturday's early slate, uh, smashed as the starting point guard. Uh, Rodion's Kuruks made his debut, didn't do much as, you know, we've come to uh, expect from him. And none of those guys are in play today with, with these other Rockets back healthy. Anything else from Houston, Joe? Uh, the only note. Obviously, DraftKings dropped the ball with with Oladipo. FanDuel does have Oladipo on the slate, and he's seventy five hundred at shooting guard. I think he is an incredibly strong play. Like like you said, not going to come in and take James Harden usage, but he'll flirt with like a twenty seven percent usage rate. We've seen him operate as a primary ball handler um, back in his Oklahoma City Thunder days, um, and he's been effective in that role. So I think he is a really really solid play on on FanDuel. Just obviously wish he was on DraftKings. That's it. For Chicago, it's been like this for a couple games now. Like, I just don't love any of their prices. They're expensive. Like, Zach Levine has the upside at 9,500, but, like, he's just not even close to being a priority for me on this slate. Well, you look at at his floor, like, like last game. Like, you know, when he was in his typical 78, 79, even $8,300 range, you can live with 31.5 fantasy points. But when he's 9,500 mm-hmm. compared to like other options on the slate, that's really tough to swallow. That was a weird stat line for him. Eight shots, it 10 was. assists. It was. Um, like Kobe White, 7,600, which is a little bit too expensive for me. He's been a little bit up and down this year. Laurie Markkinen's coming off a, a really nice game. He's been solid. He was solid the game before that. He went for 29 and 10 on Sunday. He would be maybe the one against Houston here. Um, you know, whether it's PJ Tucker or. Christian Wood or DeMarcus Cousins. Like, I'm not really worried about the matchup for Laurie Market. And I, I think he's interesting. Then, like, Otto Porter Jr. is 5,700. Patrick Williams is 5,600. That's an easy pass for me. He only played 23 minutes today. Um, I just don't see myself really interested in any of the Bulls too too much. I'm in the same boat. Like, I as, – as frustrating as all their prices are, and, you know, I just – I was five seconds ago just – bashing on paying 9500 for Levine, but relative to the other prices of his teammates, I still think his $9,500 is what I'd be most comfortable with if I'm forced to spend on a Bulls player. I just like, like Wendell Carter Jr. for 6500 I just can't do it. Laurie Markkinen for 67 I just don't feel comfortable with it, especially with Chris Boucher, only $400 more. Um, I, I mean, I understand there can be some tournament appeal here, given the upside. Um, especially if you expect this game to be close, which I even without John Wall, I, Chicago has not kept many games close this year. This is probably a team I will just full fade. Um, but obviously, like like Zach, what what is your interest in Chicago, especially knowing you run a handful of lineups every day? Yeah, I I, I kind of stared at this. I think we kind of did similar things. I stared at this roster for a few minutes, like how the hell do we even attack this team with all these, like, I mean, all these, it's tough. Cause they're either priced correctly or priced up in my opinion. So uh, really, I think Lori Markinen and Wendell Carter, I would not stack them, but I think, uh, you know, one of those guys is, is probably going to have a game that, that is going to be, uh, you know, somebody that you want to get in your lineup at the end of the day. Um, you know, you talked about Levine kind of similar to Christian Wood on the other side of the ball, like, 
it's a good matchup, I think, for both teams and both of those priced up guys. But compared to the other options, spend up options on the slate, I, they just it's going to be tough to get them in tomorrow. Um, the one spot I did look at, you know, power forward only on, on DraftKings, but Thad Young um, at 3-8, you know, a, a good game environment for him. You know, I, he can probably tank your lineup with like a, a 8 or a 9 DK point output on his worst day, but he could also go out there and get you high 20s or maybe even 30 plus DK points on a good day. Um, so I, I think I have some interest in Thad Young in, in tournaments. All right, let's close it out with the last game of the slate. Lakers at home against the Warriors. Uh, L.A., nine-point favorites, 224 total. LeBron, questionable. A.D., questionable. Probably both going to play. Well, Davis is probable. And then LeBron, questionable. He's probably going to play. Um, I haven't had much analysis on these two for a lot of the year. Like, they're, they've both been in that mid to low 9K range, which has been odd, but it's because they've been playing – less than like 35 minutes because they've been blowing everybody out and they're getting contributions from Schroeder and Harrell and, and Gasol where like the ceiling hasn't been as high as it's been for these two. They're like perfectly fine plays, but this is another spot where the game could be a blowout and we see 31 or 30 minutes from both these guys and they could go for 45 in that, in that amount of time. But 45 at that price is, is good. But on a slate where you have all these other high end guys, like it's just been, they, they, there's really just been no analysis for them. It's a good matchup. Golden State's playing incredibly fast this year, but like, I find myself just like, yeah, they're fine. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, I mean, nine seven and nine three for LeBron and Anthony Davis. Uh, I I can't believe that I don't have more interest than I do. Right, that's that's you crazy. Know, um, I I think they're they're still both attractive at the, at these price points, but. You know which one I, we're kind of playing roulette with these guys this year. It feels like, and and more often than not, uh, the result has come up LeBron James. So I think I prefer him. You know, it's a national TV game, the 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 late night hammer for DFS, the the final game of the TNT triple header on MLK Day. Um, you know, and, and LeBron. Uh, no matter how many of those guys are are out, obviously with Clay out and Kevin Durant in Brooklyn now, LeBron's always going to go hard at, at at any remnants of those Golden State teams. So. I think I'm LeBron over over Brow, you know, uh, early here Sunday evening recording the pod. And uh, outside of that, from the Lakers, maybe Schroeder or or Trez Harrell. You know, I think it it could uh, be a spot where Trez gets some more minutes. Um, Tougher matchup, I think, for Marcus Saul to to go up against a a James Wiseman, a young, uh, long, athletic, bouncy, can stretch the floor type of guy. Um, so I could see I could see Trez at, at five seven center only still sucks, but um, you know Trez in play for GPPs for me on, on the Lakers side. Anything to add on the Lakers side, Joe? No, I these guys are cheap. Like, don't get me wrong, but just because of the carousel we've been dealing with, like relative to everyone else on the slate, like there's just no need to go here. All right, what about Golden State? Um... I don't have a ton of interest. I do like Draymond at 5,200. I think if the game stays somewhat close, he won't be scoring-wise the reason why, but his contributions defensively, rebounding, and assists will help. And if it stays close, I think that means Curry's probably having a a really strong game. So, like, if you're going to play one of these Lakers guys or two of these Lakers guys, you probably want to run it back with Curry. 
But I just think in general with the usage, not the usage, I should say, but the, just the involvement in the offense and the rebounds and peripherals Draymond's going to have, 5200 is a nice price tag. I've been playing him at this price since he's come back a couple times. I don't hate him again. And should we should we start talking about James Wiseman, who's kind of coming along here as of late? I like Wiseman a lot. Um, I don't know, especially given the fact that he's only center eligible, I don't know if I'll get here against the Lakers. Um, obviously not an easy matchup by any means, but the amount of options, even on a four-game slate at this position, are a little too right for me to want to go down here. Like, I'm going to want, you know, Giannis obviously is power forward center, Durant power forward center eligible, Boucher power forward center, um, Christian Wood is a center, like uh, Porzingis, like all, we've talked about how high we are in all of these guys that have dual position eligibility. If we want to play two three four of them we're gonna have to use that center slot and dollar for dollar i still don't think i would prioritize james wiseman over some of these guys most of these guys um i love the draymond green call i actually think he correlates really well with steph um obviously steph shoulders the scoring load but draymond green does almost everything else so i think you're getting exposure if you expect this game to stay close if you correlate draymond and steph you're getting exposure to just about all of the like in some form or fashion all of the Golden State production. I went from like not being a huge fan of Draymond over the last you, five years. I legitimately really like Draymond. He well, yeah, you said he's so... average triple double this year. We didn't forget that. <laughs> it's just he <laughs> he just does everything. Like like the the screens, the defensive awareness. Like he's just a really really smart basketball player. I've actually really enjoyed watching him. Uh, not to mention when the Cavs won the finals a couple years ago, he was the only player to come out on the floor and shake Cleveland's hand. So once that happened, I was like, all right, Draymond, I, 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 I got to give you your props. Um, Zach, anything on Golden State before we get out of here? Yeah, so I actually um, – I'm I'm big on Wiseman tonight. Uh, you know, we've seen the minutes creep up 26 against the Pacers back on the 12th. Uh, close game. They only lost by nine. Lost by 10 to Denver on the 14th. Played 27 minutes. Um I four six, you know, they're going to need his size out there. They're going to need his scoring ability, uh, even as a, as a young gun in the league. You know, Coach Kerr was talking about how he didn't feel like it was fair to, to roll him out for huge minutes at the start of the season. And I think we're starting to see that kind of turn where, okay, this is the number two pick. Uh, in my eyes, should have been the number one pick. Um, but uh, four six, I think he's a good value to get, to get a piece of this game, get a piece of the late night hammer. Uh, I'm I'm always fine with Steph Curry if he's under 10K. I don't really care about the matchup. And this is one of the tougher ones in the league, if not the toughest, just kind of up and down the roster going against these Lakers. But um, I don't hate Draymond either. I just think it's it's there, there might be limited opportunity for him to, to really get into his, his Draymond groove. Uh, you know, um, he's go, he's going to be guarded by Anthony Davis or Marcus Gasol. I'm not so worried about Trez Harrell, but um Dre's gonna have his hands full uh more more than a normal game uh, on the defensive end here and so I I prefer Wiseman over Draymond and then I guess you could Wiggins or Oubre in a tournament but I just don't I, I'm probably not getting there yeah Oubre's price tag just it just keeps sucking me in yeah he just doesn't his rebounds doesn't haven't like, been as he hasn't had a, I know the rebounds know. haven't been as high of a ceiling since Draymond's been back because he was playing a lot of four. And he's still shooting just a – It's awful. 35, really 20, and 80. 
Like, so. do we really think, like, obviously I expect things to normalize a bit, but, like, when we say normalize now, like, he might get up to, like, 38, 39% from the field. Like, it might not get much mm-hmm. higher. Mm-hmm. Unless he only takes dunks the rest of the year. Which we know <laughs> he loves to shoot, so I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That'll do it for us, though. Uh, a ton of basketball here on Monday. Uh, Content-wise, I'll have the game-by-game article, and Joe will be doing the five stats. We're mixing it up starting starting uh Monday, I'll we'll take like switching each day. So when Joe does game by game, I'll be doing five stats and vice versa. Um, Zach, anything going on on your end on Monday? Uh, no, we'll be we'll be back at practice. We'll have a, 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 a two a day practice for the last there time, hopefully this semester. Um, you know, we always do we always do a little uh, team gathering on MLK Day as well, and have some discussions around that. And in the rest of my free time tomorrow, man, I'm, I'm I'll be in the Discord uh you know playing these slates man i try to play every slate that i that i possibly can so and, and again appreciate you guys always good to be with you guys especially uh big papa joe here big papa joe <laughs> you have to run with that for the rest of the season i might, have, I might change my twitter handle after we get off this <laughs> <laughs> best of luck on this slate everybody have a good one enjoy hopefully you guys had a great weekend we'll be back on tuesday for some more basketball talk here on the ftn fantasy nba podcast Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the FTN NBA podcast with Adam and Joe. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.